You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. The Archaeology Podcast Network is sponsored by Codify, a California benefit corporation. Visit Codify at www.codifi.com. Okay, this is Chris Webster. I'm at the 50th Annual Society for Historical and Underwater Archaeology Conference. I always forget the underwater. In uh, snowy Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, we're in the noisy exhibit hall, and I'm with Eric Stackpole of Open ROV. Eric, what do you got going on here at the conference? Uh, well, we brought some of these uh, robotic submarines. We have uh, maybe people would be more familiar with the concept of an underwater drone. But uh, basically, these devices we build can go down to 100 meters underwater. They can send live video up to the surface, and you fly them around just like a drone mm-hmm. or playing a video game. And what we hope is that by uh, making this kind of low-cost tool, a lot of people can explore parts of the world no one's seen before. Um, so, anyway, uh, this is the first time we've been at the uh, SHA conference. You know, we, we found that there are a lot of um, archaeological departments that um, uh, don't really have very much money. You know, they have a lot of research underwater that they'd like to do, but traditional ROV submarines have been way too expensive. Um, usually, also, uh, they require a lot of uh, expertise and training to use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what we've really been working on is sort of democratizing that. Um, that capability, you know, putting this in the hands of everyday people. It can be used by a grad student, it can be used by a high schooler. Um, but, you know, they're, they're pretty capable, and, and with the technology available today, um, I think they'll keep on uh, surprising people with, with uh, just what they can do. So, are you doing this for people? Do they contract you to do it, or are you selling these and teaching them how to use it? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so yeah. we, for the last five years or so, have been selling kits for our ROV submarines. ROV, by the way, stands for Remotely Operated Vehicle. Okay. Um, and so, uh, the way it works is someone buys the kit from us. We have all the parts you need to build this thing. And over the course of a few weekends, they can put this thing together. Um, and um, then you just go into the water and, and try it out. We mm-hmm. don't have any formal uh, courses in flying it, but on our webpage in, in the instructions, you know, it kind of describes generally what to do. Most people pick it up pretty quickly. We find that, you know, people under 10 years old are often <laughs> the best pilots. <laughs> nice. Nice. And uh, what kind of stuff... I mean, what, what kind of equipment, sensing equipment, is on these ROVs? Like, what can you see under the water or detect? Right. Well, definitely the main payload is the camera. It's got an excellent right. camera. Uh, the, the kit we have is um, pretty good. It's just actually an off-the-shelf webcam, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a pretty good resolution, mm-hmm. you know, uh, color USB webcam. Um, the new vehicle that we're coming out with um, that we'll be shipping this summer, we're pre-selling it on our website right now, called Trident, has a really good camera. We spent about six months in development. Um, it's an HD um, you know, 1080p, um, really good uh, low light sensitivity, uh, good color rendition camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that's that's the main payload, of course. And there's a lot of things you can do with um, imagery even beyond just what, what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, on board, we also have a depth sensor that's accurate to about a centimeter. We have a 9-axis inertial measurement unit that has a magnetometer, a gyro, and an accelerometer. The uh, depth sensor also has a temperature sensor. And, of course, there's a lot of onboard telemetry that's useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of output, you know, we have the three motors that allow it to move through the water um, horizontally, rotate, and vertical. Um, and then also uh, it's got lights externally. So if you're in a dark place or if you're in, in water that's so uh, deep that you, you don't have much ambient light, uh, it can see in those situations as well. Yeah, you don't have to get too far down to Lake Tahoe to get into a dark place, do you? No, I mean, Lake Tahoe <laughs> is probably one of the best places of all just because it has 
relatively good clarity, but even still, you know, if we're doing a 100-meter dive, yeah. it's dark. <laughs> there's those shallow shelf areas on the north end of the lake, and, uh-huh. and I think some of those other areas that... I've been out there in a sailboat with a drop keel on it, you really got to watch it when the lake levels. Oh, low. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. So. I mean, the, these things change over time, and, and areas that were once <laughs> deep then suddenly are shallow. Right. My friend's boat, we couldn't put it in on the north end. We had to put it in on the south end because yeah. of the lake Boat ramps level. are closed, right? In some places. They probably are now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So... All right, well, where can people find out more about what you're doing? Uh, yeah, definitely uh, people should check out our website, openrov.com. And, um, you know, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, selling the, the kits, um, you know, and shipping them right away. If they're interested in Trident, uh, they should click on that, and they can pre-order uh, now to uh, kind of save their place in line for when we ship this summer. Okay. And we haven't set a date yet, but look out for a longer form podcast where we talk about more projects and things on the Archaeotech podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Eric. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.